Welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC, the show for young Christian business guys about young Christian business guys. We talk sports, we talk business, but most importantly, we talk about Jesus. Today is May 6, 2020. I am John Harrison, your host. And as a community, we are unapologetically Christian, unapologetically business guys, and unapologetically open and vulnerable about our lives the challenges we face, and the faith and the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We believe in spiritual mentorship, a.k.a. discipleship, learning what it means and what it looks like to follow Jesus from another man. We believe in the power of peer groups, surrounding yourself with others who are growing and will help you grow into the man that God designed you to be. So May 6th, 60-second sports business update in the sports world the Dallas Cowboys signed Andy Dalton, the longtime Cincinnati Bengal quarterback. It looks like the Joe Burrow arrow in Cincinnati era in Cincinnati is off to a huge start. A bit of controversy as Dak Prescott has not been signed to a long-term deal yet. We'll see how things go with Jerry down in Dallas. Uh, NBA facilities are starting to open up specific uh, practice locations in areas that are not severely impacted by the coronavirus. So that could be a good sign that we could have a return of the NBA some, somewhat soon. The business update, when we take a look at the stock market today, uh, the Dow Jones S&P 500 right about even. Um, down about 0.2%, so not much change going on. Some of the largest gainers on the day, uh, Beyond Meat, uh, up almost 20%, the maker of uh, vegan meat products. Um, Smile Direct Club, another gainer, up almost 10%. So that company growing significantly over the past weeks. And also another company, uh, Live Person, up over 33%. Live Person, uh, LPSN is the symbol, a company that's focused on artificial intelligence and communication. Um, so interesting company growing like crazy. That's your 60 second sports and business update. So today I'm joined by a young Christian business guy named Caleb Carlson. Caleb has become a close friend of mine over the past year, year and a half, and I've learned so much from him. I'm excited to have him on the show. So Caleb, welcome to the young Christian business guy. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you this morning? Uh, it's a beautiful day outside. I'm in a good mood. I'm always in a good mood, though. You kind of are always in a good mood. You know, one thing I love about Caleb is he always has a smile on his face. And throughout our time, we got to know each other. You actually tore your ACL. I remember that. But you were a trooper. You were an absolute trooper through that process. Yeah, that was... Uh, I was just thinking about it yesterday. I went for a run and... I'm I'm fully recovered, but when I run and I use my hamstring a lot, which is where my new ACL came from, it's oh yeah, I remember when you had that knee surgery. But just another, you know, every uh every problem there's a solution, right? So getting better every day. That fascinates me that they used part of your hamstring for your ACL, but that's a whole nother story that we're not gonna get into. Yeah. It, um, technology in <laughs> these days, it's wild what they can do. Caleb, I'm so happy to have you on the show. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do for work, marital status, social security number, et cetera. Yep. Last four digits are, uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm 30. I'm married, been married for 
um, almost four years, no kids. My wife's a nurse. Um, I'm a real estate agent and I do a lot of investment property or property management work as well. And then I'm looking at starting some more. I'm looking at starting a new business right now where we take care of services that need to happen at a home, but maybe you're too busy to do it. Things like that. That's interesting. What type of services are you thinking about? Um, it's probably going to start with a lot of stuff that comes up in a real estate transaction, like sewer scopes, radon tests, moisture tests. But kind of the long-term vision is um, there's lots of companies that if you have a water softener at your house, um, you know, they'll bring the salt quarterly or cleaning your gutters yearly or things like that. So just kind of thinking big, but also at the same time, starting small. That sounds like a service that would be perfect for a guy like me. I really just like the done for you stuff. So I'll be interested to see when that comes hey, out. Scott, this would be perfect for you. <laughs> right up my alley. <laughs> so t uh, tell the viewers a little bit about how you got into the real estate world. Um, when I was 21, I was a junior in college and I was paying 300 bucks a month in rent. And I was like, this is breaking my wallet, this stupid rent payment. And I don't remember why, but I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, by Robert Kiyosaki. And it was like a light bulb moment for me. And I was like, oh, I need to buy an investment property. So I bought a house seven blocks from campus against the advice of a lot of people. And I rented it out to myself and four of my best friends. And instead of paying 300 bucks every month, I was earning 300 bucks every month. And my real estate agent was an awesome lady. And I was like, this is, this is what I should do. Cha-ching. So you turned a loss into a gain. Yeah. Resourceful. Man, that $300, I was, you broke college kid, right? And, and I laugh at that now, but that's what was motivating me then. And you were building equity in the home that you owned. Yeah. So that house, I don't have it anymore, but I mean, God, I got so lucky with that. It wasn't, it wasn't a me thing. You know, I just was in the right place, right time kind of thing. It was a lot of things worked out, but like. I paid for our wedding. I paid off our student loans. I think I, you know, it like it was that house did so much for my life personally. So I always recommend to anybody I meet younger, like think about buying a place and renting it out to your friends. Like that's what I had my little brother do. Mm. I know a lot of guys that you know. I'm turning 31 next week, but I know a lot of guys that did that right in the early 20s and. It was a, a really good financial move. It provided some monthly cash flow, covered the mortgage. And then right. when they were able to sell it, it created a lump sum of cash that they were able to dump into another property or do some things like you said with it. Just whatever's going on in your life, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I got, you know, God was definitely guiding me at that point in my life. But it's that's when I knew like, mm, this is what I'm supposed to do. What do you enjoy most about the real estate world? Um, there's a guy I follow named Ricky Carruth and his slogan is relationships over transactions. And if I look at my, uh, I think I did this, uh, through a, a Y pro group, you know, kind of like what's a sentence that describes yourself. I always say that I'm a shipbuilder because I build relationships really well. It's something that I feel like I'm called to do. I'm good at, and I'm passionate about it. So my favorite thing about the real estate side of what I do for work is I get to meet meet people every week and you know once your business is established you can decide if you're going to continue to meet with those people every week um but relationships is the key part for me so one thing i think 
I've learned about you is, is you work a lot, a lot representing some investors. So I think as young Christian business guys, oftentimes they're looking places to put capital. They have some money. They don't necessarily want to put it in the stock market and they kind of want to get involved in the real estate investing world, but they maybe don't have the skill set. They don't have the time. They don't have uh, the, the, the complete resources. Do you have any advice out there to guys about how they could just be an investor and kind of on the sidelines, but still participate in the real estate market? I, I tell people to, it's kind of backwards what you'll hear from most real estate agents, but I tell people who want to like in from the investment side, right? I tell them to network with as many real estate investors and real estate agents as possible. Right. So selfishly, I would love to be the one that like, oh, yeah, I'll help you find, you know, this syndication group or this uh, triplex or something. Right. But just because of how competitive that those market, the the multifamily housing market is in the Twin Cities, to me, I, that, to me, there's no purpose to saddle yourself with one entity when you know 50 percent of the opportunities are potentially off market and you need to just be aware of them, you know, so I network, 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 your network is your net worth. I don't know who said that somebody famous, right? Yeah. Maya Angelou, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So tell me a little bit, Caleb, about some books you're reading right now. So right now I'm actually, you know, due to, you know, world events right now, I started doing a, a virtual book club with a friend of mine named uh, Cooper Wallu and he had never read Rich Dad Poor Dad before and I was literally like what dude like you have to so I just reread that um I'm reading a book called Can't Hurt Me by David Groggins disclaimer it is very vulgar um but really good it's about a a guy who just had just one of it sounds like one of the worst lives and childhoods ever and he joined the Marine Corps so it's been all about mindset and toughness. It's really good. And then um, I'm reading a book called um, Legacy. I wrote it down. Uh, a legacy about a um, it's about a rugby team in South Africa. I just started that, but I'm yeah, trying the, to be busy team. Yeah, the all the all blacks. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you're sporting their outfit today. For those of you listening on our podcast, uh, Caleb is now wearing all black. So it's obviously apparent he's adopting the mantra of the all black rugby team. You are what you read. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. So Caleb, you and I were, uh, gotten to know each other pretty well. And on a faith level, you've helped inspire me, encourage me in different areas. What would you say that God is doing in your life right now? Vice versa, John, same to you. Um, right now, uh, uh he is, calling me out in areas of my life where my heart is hard, if that makes sense. You know, like where either I'm being judgmental or I'm being, I don't want, I don't want to say it's self-righteous, but maybe I'm a little sensitive to people who I think are self-righteous. You know what I mean? I'm getting caught up on petty stuff, which is not like me. So that's, that's what's been on my heart lately. That's really good. I'm glad to know I'm not alone. (laughs) So when you think about that, when you think about God, maybe what came to mind for me was convicting us or pruning us, you know, the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin. And I think there's a lot of times we think of sin as just these horrible, bad behaviors, but 
in reality, sin is those things you're talking about. Sin is having a hardened heart. Sin is pride. Sin is judgment. Mm -hmm. being judgmental. Sin is being offended. The sin of offense. And when you think when you think about those things, what are some ways that you feel that you can kind of move past that or strategies to not live that way? Um, I think anytime you reflect, you know, if you have any time you like can get a knowledge of yourself and then you put that through the, the biblical mindset as well, you can, you can logically get yourself to the point where it doesn't, your thought process doesn't make sense. I think that's easy for anyone with an existing Christian faith is you can take yourself around and say, Oh yeah, I'm doing this too. Right. So I, I think it's just a matter of continually, you know, if, if, if you're uh, if you're someone who who meditates and you stop meditating, like you're going to fall out of that, you know, that groove you're in. So it, in regards to your faith, if you're not you know, continually meditating on, let's say, scripture or you're not having any fellowship or you're letting, you know, uh, toxic things dwell in your life, then, yeah, you're going to you're going to continue to deal with the problem if, unless unless you do it the right way. Sorry if that was a confusing answer. You brought up some spiritual disciplines, habits. What are some of the spiritual disciplines, habits that you would say you're doing really well at in your life right now? Um, so a big part of my my job is I'm I drive a ton, right? Like, hey, let's go check this place out or let's go do this. So when I'm busier with work, like man, I'm I'm a big like audio, like listen to scripture or a sermon or a podcast or a book, right? But I find if I don't build those structures into my day, like let's say I have a slower day, oh, you know, like none of those things happened, right? So for me, it's always the the song and dance of making sure that if, if my day isn't supposed to be busy, I'm still productive, right? So if you operate like, many of us do when you have a busier calendar, a, a more full calendar, you're actually able to get more done. But then when you have yeah. four or five chunks of hours open on your calendar, you may be actually getting less done, which really doesn't make sense. Isn't it wild how easy it is to waste time these days? Mm -hmm. Probably it's always been like that, right? But I just think that's wild. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about what your pushing towards from a work standpoint, like blending your goals with, with work and kind of where you're wanting to go personally. So it's funny that you asked that. We just had a conversation recently about, you know, like focusing when in your work, you can focus on your inputs or your outputs. And probably about a year ago, I stopped focusing on any of like, or not outcomes. I stopped focusing on any outcomes. Right? Like when I was first starting out, it was like, all right, I need to sell, you know, four houses this month and da, 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 right. And I reached a level of success where I thought, you know what, is it's not healthy for me to chase this stuff because then it just be like, it becomes an idol almost, right. It becomes, I let it become too stressful. So right now for me, I just focus on um, the input side of it. I, I kind of set a soft goal of like, Hey, I want to help, help 50, 50 people this year. Right. Like whether it's uh, helping someone find a house or an apartment they can rent or helping someone, you know, sell a $5 million commercial business. Like I don't care. Right. I just 
my goal was just to help. And then I keep that going and I wanted to kind of create other entities that I could create more income but or more more ch chances to create more relationships, right? That's kind of what it keeps going back to. Money's great, money's a tool. You know, God God gives us every dollar that we get, right? Um, so I, I kind of just focus on more opportunities. Um, and before, before I was doing that, man, I would just get stressed. I'd be stressed if I wasn't hitting goals. And goals are great, but for me, they weren't the ultimate outcome. I think there's something so profound you said in there that applies to our, our business lives, but also our faith lives is as Christians, we carry the burden of obedience, but not the burden of outcome. Mm, that's very true. So in your, in, in your work life, if you carry the burden of obedience and not of outcome, what are the inputs that you can focus on? So when you go to bed at night, you say, I was obedient, I was faithful in the inputs, and now I'm surrendering the output or the outcome. So I think that applies really nicely. So one more question here, Caleb, and then we're going to close with our verse of the day. So sure. You're, you're 30. Mm -hmm. I'm turning 31 next week. Big 3-0. Big 3-1 coming up. Good decade. Yeah. If you were sitting across the table from your 23, 24, 25 year old self, what are a couple things that you would tell yourself? Uh, listen to your conscience. There were so many times when I was younger where I would, I chose to make a poor decision knowing it probably was the poor decision, right? I, I think I, I had a faith from a very young age. So like my heart knew what was right and wrong. And there were just, you know, times in my life where I didn't make the right decision, even though knowingly I knew like, actually I should be doing this. Um, so that sticks out to me. Uh, business wise, I never figured out the phrase pay yourself first until like a year or two ago. I just never, I equate it to tithing, right? If you make a thousand bucks and you want to tithe 10%, you do that first, right? And the same thing with your business. Like, you know, if, if you always, you can always live off of what you give yourself to live off of, right? So if you make a thousand bucks and you want to save 20% of your income, as soon as the paycheck comes in, take 200 bucks, put it somewhere, pay yourself first. That's what I mean by that. Uh, so those are kind of my two business slash faith things. Those are both really solid. Listen to your conscience and pay yourself first. Those mm -hmm. are both really solid. So Caleb, our verse of the day today, I'm going to go ahead and get it pulled up here, but it is Romans 3, 23 through 24. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. What are some thoughts that jump out to you with Romans 3, 23, 24? The key, we, the key word for me, excuse me, is all. You know, I was talking earlier about being judgmental, right? For all have sinned. Right. And then, uh, but the free gift of God is how I am memorized it. Right. For all, uh, all who are, all who are, can be justified as well. So, um, sometimes I get in arguments with non-believers like, you know, what about a murderer? Right. Like a sin, a sin's a sin in God's eyes. Right. And the key word is all, no one, no one's pure, but everyone can be. That's one of my favorite parts about that verse. Hmm. Clean that up for me, though. What, what do you think about it? Well, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. When I think about it, it's the, you know, the glory of God, 
is, is we want to glorify God in all we do. And I think a, a great definition of sin that I've heard is choosing less than God's best. Hmm. And you're exactly right. Sin is sin in God's eyes. But then there's this other idea of we are going to have eternal rewards in heaven. And so correct when that non-believer, I've had those conversations, brings up that same point of, well, what about a murderer? Correct. The things in which we do in this life, we're going to receive rewards in eternity. But then there's the question of salvation. The only way that we can be in relationship with our Father God, the only way is through the blood that came from Jesus Christ. His son. So God created us to be in relationship with him, but our sin, no matter a big sin or a little sin, if that's how we categorize it, no matter those are equal in God's eyes, our sin separates us from being in relationship with Father God. And the only way that we can be in relationship with him is repenting and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and the, the redemption that came through the free gift of grace free for him dying on the cross. So I can do nothing to earn it. I can earn no favor or merit. I can do, earn no merit in God's eyes. I can't earn his love. But what I can do is, is acknowledge my sin, acknowledge my sinful nature, and understand that this free gift of grace, and then reward God with a life of obedience as saying thank, thank you. Yeah, an apple tree isn't an apple tree if there's no apple on the branch, right? We are, we are the vine, he is the branches. That's, that's always the next thing I go to when I talk about that verse. You know, like it's, it's free to all, but if it if you actually accept it right you'll bear fruits as well hallelujah well caleb thanks so much for being on the young christian business guy it was great to catch up great to have you on the show i appreciate yeah, man. All your insight. thanks for having me always good to chat take care bud yeah see ya what a blessing to spend some time with caleb he said some super insightful things he talked about um, self-awareness, just having an understanding of kind of what God was doing in his life and maybe that he had hardened his heart in some areas. And he had talked about his sentence that he focuses on for kind of his work purpose. He talks about he was a shipbuilder. I thought that was really interesting that he's building relationships. And he talks about relationships over transactions, which poured over into his kind of his inputs of his business. When I asked him about his goals, he talked about this idea of I control the in the inputs i control the obedience on the front end and i release the outcome i surrender the outcome i thought that was absolutely uh, really really insightful and then two things that he would say to his younger self number one listen to your conscience so if you're thinking about a decision that you know isn't right he's sitting there from a place of wisdom a place of mistake as am i saying listen to your conscience and make that right decision and then secondly pay yourself first so get in the habit of whether you're it's tithing or paying yourself first, getting in that habit and being consistent in that. Um, so I've gotten to know Caleb. He was actually a part of my Christian peer group. And he is one guy who I would say has really, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpen another, has pushed me to a next level in my faith. And so here at the Young Christian Business Guy, we believe really, really strongly in two things, discipleship, aka spiritual mentorship, and in Christian peer groups. And if you want to get connected to either of those, you can go to YCBGuy, www.ycbguy.com, and you can get connected. We'll get, get you connected to a Christian business spiritual mentor. We have a presence in over 300 cities. We can get you connected to a Christian peer group. We can also get you connected to our national weekly Zoom call that we have on Wednesdays at noon for young Christian business guys, 12 Central Standard Time. You can check that box. Also, 
if you're interested to process this Christian faith, there's a box there that you can select that says, I want to learn more about what it means to, to be a Christian. I want to talk to somebody more about different uh, things in the Bible. I want to even start studying the Bible to see if this is um, something that I want to pursue in my life. We are really interested in having those types of conversations too. So you can visit YCB guy. That's Y as in young, C as in Christian, B as in business guy, G-U-Y.com to get connected. So today, May 6th was great having Caleb Carlson on the show. I'm John Harrison. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, stay on purpose and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.